Hey, if you're looking to buy a house anytime in the near future or ever, this is one of the most important episodes you'll ever watch. Stay tuned. I will see you on the inside. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. No matter what time it is, hope that you, my friends, are having another amazing day with my awesome host, Mr. Josh Zuniga. Put some applause in there or something, Justin. Let's go. Make it happen. Cool. So today, I think this is going to be one of the most monumental shows that somebody watches, like, and this should be like an eight-minute show. Very, very valuable time. If you're looking to purchase a house, understand, and this is a follow-up from another episode, not all agents are built the same. Some agents suck. They're horrible. We call those order takers or worse, okay? There are some agents like Josh Zuniga who is a professional, sharpened, skilled, sniper, assault rifle weapon, (laughs) right? I like that. That was a lot of good words. And and so understand that, you know, if you hire an agent like Josh, he's going to fight for you. If you hire another agent that is maybe not as experienced or is not as confident in their ability to sell real estate or do some things that we're going to talk about, that could potentially cost you thousands in compounding that into tens or maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars in the future. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the top three things that you should be looking for in a buyer's agent. What is number one? Uh, I think it has to do a lot with, you know, any agent and that's going to be in your number one skill. It's like the negotiation, like we've discussed, you know, previously before. So of course there's negotiation points and let me break down a couple different negotiation points. Obviously the purchase price, we talked about that in one of the other episodes, Mm -hmm. That's the primary negotiation, really having open communication with a seller or the listing agent and understanding what leverage you have as a buyer, understanding that this is basically September of 2022, that the market has changed substantially in the past six or nine months, and now it is more of a buyer's market. So it's a little bit easier to negotiate things like closing costs, uh, price, concessions, repairs. So you have you know the initial purchase price, then you've got repairs. I'm going to give you a hint that will save somebody watching this podcast $10,000 or more. Like and subscribe, okay? This is called the Genghis Khan. This is for only the most skilled of real estate investors or real estate uh, agents, okay? Understand that the very last moment before closing, the buyer has all of the control. Let me lay a scenario out for you, yeah. okay? Let, let, him, let him hear it. Let's say I'm buying a house, and I know that that seller has already moved out, and the seller's looking to move into their new house. And the seller's got stuff in their U-Haul. And they're like, I can't move in until Carl pays me the money for the house. I'm stuck. And I do my final walkthrough, and it's in pretty good shape. But you know what? Some boxes have moved. Maybe some paintings were taken off the wall. Maybe the rugs came off the floor. Maybe there's some scratches in the hardwoods that I don't like. Maybe there's a little bit of water damage that was concealed by the washer and dryer, which are now gone, that I didn't see before during the inspection period. I'm going to go into my tunnel company and be like, I don't want to sign today. And they're going to be like, Carl, you have to. You're contractually obligated to do that. And I'm going to say, yeah, but I just don't feel like I want to do that today. And they're going to say, um, number one, some expletives. You're an a-hole or whatever the situation is. Yeah. And number two, what is it going to take to get the deal done? And you're going to say something like, I need $10,000. And the seller's going to be like, no way. And I'm going to sue you. And you're going to politely remind them that, especially in Arizona, this is a liquidated damages state where the AR contract specifies that the most the buyer can lose is the cost of the inspection and whatever other, other stuff you've done to the house and your earnest money. So maybe you only put $2,000 in the deal. 
and you're asking for 10 G's back. And the seller's going to be like, hey, title company, hey, lawyer, what are my options? And the lawyer's going to say, hey, you might want to consider paying up, right? And so it's called the Genghis Khan. It gets very, very emotional. And a lot of agents are going to hate the other agent for doing this. <laughs> I've done it. Yeah. I know agents know in my firm have done it. You've done it. I've taught that in some other classes. And then people have tagged me in posts where that's happened. Um, and it is, it, it is available, okay? I'm not recommending doing that because you can ruin your reputation very quickly, especially in a smaller town by doing that. But understand where the buyer has leverage. So that is number one. Good agents with negotiation skills. Yeah. What's going to be number two? Well, even with that, let's go back to it. So sure. the, the purchase contract here within Arizona is very buyer heavy. There's not yes. much a seller can do um, to get out of the contract. They, nope. can pro- they can try and force you know, a buyer in a position to where they want to cancel, maybe not negotiate any repairs of or course. they don't want to work with anything like on an appraisal. Yep. Well, that goes back to you know, falling onto the agent. How can you, what is the best way to actually negotiate that to get through the repairs? Or if the appraisal comes in shy, yep. what do you have to do to actually make sure that seller complies where they drop their price or we figure out some type of happy medium to where we can meet in the middle and we can continue this on towards close, mm-hmm. right? So Carl just laid out you know, one of those kind of like last ditch efforts to say, Hey, we need some cash and give it up front. And he's, he's done a wonderful job at that. And I'm, I applaud him for, you know, making that happen. And yep. at, to some degree, you know, sometimes the buyers, you know, will put you in that position. I'm not happy with how this walkthrough is and I need, we need money for this or I'm not closing and I'm not signing. And you got to do your damnedest to make sure that that happens and you got to get it closed and you got to make sure you have that awkward phone call with the buyer's agent. It's a tough, or, tough I'm call. Saying, with, with the, the listing agent. agent. Make, yeah. sure, make sure you get that happened. It's a tough call. But yeah. it can be done. It does Proof happen. that. Happens all the time. And right. then outside of negotiation, I would say that you need... So I, my brother's a lender, right? He's been a lender for 24 years, right? He's with Fairway Mortgage, you know, currently. But I knew when I first got into real estate that I had to know his job just as good as mine. Why? Because I'm most likely going to be the first person that talks to this buyer. And they're going to be asking me questions about financing. Well, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Okay. All right. All right. right, Let's go. Let's move on to number two. What's number two on this thing? Creative financing. All right. So now talk about it. Yeah. So getting into financing. You have to, you have to know where your buyer is and you have to know what, where they need to be as far as, you know, how are they going to actually be making this purchase? Right. And you have to know their options. There's the tons of financing options out there, you know, that are going to actually work for your client, but you're having the discussion with them and what you're actually looking for is going to make sure that you position them with the right, correct lender and also with the right collect loan program. You know what? You brought up one of the best points that I think this, if anybody takes something away from that is working with a really good agent that understands how to creatively finance, because what your agent should be doing is plotting out your real estate investing career from day one, right? Glad you said And that. so what we should be doing is maybe focusing in on if or you're early in your career, an FHA loan, right, which only requires 3.5% down, but you can use it to maybe buy a, you know, a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex, and you get into it for relatively low money down where you maybe can't do that on a conventional loan. Um, getting into some creative financing situations where we can do some wraps or we can do subordinate financing. Uh, 80-20s or 90-10-10s or, you know, so many different things that you could do. But the real estate agent needs to control a lot of that conversation because you're kind of at, you know, the discretion of the loan officer sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the loan officer doesn't necessarily look at the entire transaction in terms of a lifelong customer. They're looking at it in terms of like, hey, I just need to get one loan done, right? And so they don't understand the dynamics of what we're trying to accomplish as good 
real estate agents and building our clients' wealth inside of real estate. Mm-hmm. Very good. So huge point. And I'm glad that you said that. You know, we brought up wealth because uh, we're gonna, it's going to go back into our, our third topic here. It was like knowing an agent that knows how to invest. Yes. Right? So we'll just give number three now. Yeah. It's yeah. investing. You have to have an agent, you know, that is very knowledgeable of what investing is within, you know, within your marketplace. Right. So I always say, you know, the first, the first time of home, first time home buyer, the first property that they buy, that's going to be their first investment. Yep. And I have the open discussion about, all right, let's figure out how we can get you your second, your third, your fourth, and your fifth. And we have that discussion and we figure out that game plan. Investing isn't for everybody, right? But if you have the opportunity to create wealth for yourself and wealth for your family based off of the game of real estate and have to put a minimum of 3% down, the next one 5% down, and then you probably do another one for 5% down, why would you not take advantage of that? If you can be disciplined enough with your finances and have the right partnerships with your lenders, with the other investors, with your agent to set you up for the next 10, 15, 20 years and create substantial residual cash flow and appreciation, why wouldn't you do that? I think it would, it's a very selfish thing not to even have the conversation with yourself and even have a consideration and to bring in your husband or your wife or maybe mom and dad, you know, about this. This is all education that we are not taught at school. The only way you're going to actually learn these topics is by actually speaking to somebody about it, reading about it, going to courses and figuring out what is this wealth game? How do I get ahead in life? Because your nine to five job Unless you're making, you know, tens, hundreds, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're never going to get ahead. That's why we have this thing called side hustles these days, right? Your side hustle or one of them should be real estate, right? You guys need to educate yourself and have an agent by your side. I happen to be one of them that is very highly invested within Arizona, within developments, within rental properties, within flips, within businesses, and within people. And I know that, you know, if I'm going to have a higher trajectory of like creating wealth and you know, a higher um, net worth for myself, I have to know and understand all of these arenas. Yeah. And I think you put it really, really well. Please find an agent that is actually investing in real estate and not just talking about doing it. Yeah. Is there anything else you like to add? Any last I, think, bangers? I think that's good, man. It's like you really have to know, make sure guys, at the end of the day, we care about you. When we, when we sit down with you, we care about you, we care about your family, and we care about your future, okay? I genuinely think you can feel that from like across the table of course. and actually having the conversation. If you guys have questions or you guys need anything, reach out to us. You know, we're, we're, not, these, we're not people that you can't get a hold of. Send us a message, send us an email, give us a phone call, send us a DM, whatever you need. We wanna be here to serve you. You know, I, my team, Kenneth James Realty, JFQ Lending, we all want to make sure that everybody, you know, ends up in a happy home and they're doing well for themselves. Absolutely. Josh, dude, I really appreciate all you do. And it's truly an honor and a privilege to work with you. So thank you. Thank you dude. I appreciate you. All right, let's wrap it up. Hey guys, pay the fee. Like and subscribe, share the show. Cannot wait to see you next time. Until then, have an amazing day. Take care.